There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to Wood Talk, turning woodworkers into knitters since 2007. Here are your hosts, Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right, so welcome to Wood Talk. This is a very special engagement, Wood Talk. We are in person with one another, unlike the it's usual. awkward. We're making eye contact. Eye contact makes me very just, uncomfortable. Just stop looking at me. Look down at the table. We, <laughs> we haven't done this since uh, woodworking in America a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we are sitting in an empty like conference room using Shop Talk Live's equipment, which feels makes me feel a little dirty. We stole dirty. it. We stole it. <laughs> yeah, they so don't know we're using it. They were kind enough to allow us to record on their gear so I wouldn't have to pack anything. So they're they're making this possible. So thank you, Shop Talk Live. Yes. That's the only time I hear us thank them. That's, that's right. <laughs> and next time we do a show, maybe even in time for this recording, I may have a new intro that explains that, you know, welcome to Wood Talk, the show that's like Shop Talk Live, but better. Yeah. Way better. Way better. Way better. <laughs> Do you think they're going to want that big plastic crate back? Because I think I could put a lot of, like, donuts and stuff in there. Stickers. Oh, I should have put my stickers. Is it full of stickers? I don't know what's in there. there. I think that's that's for this gear is what that is. Let's not touch that. I should probably run back to the room. This is like a party favor, right? All this gear. We get to take this back. Thank you so much. (laughs) I thought I was just going to get a free magazine, and and I got a whole little setup here. And a free magazine. Yes. So we're at Fine Woodworking Live 2018, and it's a, a very exciting show this year. There's some extremely talented people here. Rumor has it, one of them is me. So there's not a rumor we're talking about. (laughs) That's a fact. So it's actually uh, Saturday. We've got one more day of classes tomorrow. We've got a meetup tonight for Wood Talk Guild and uh, Hansel School people. Um, So that should be exciting. But we with one day of classes under our belts, we thought it would be a good time to record. Talk a little bit about the event, things we saw that were funny, silly, stupid, great, and uh, kind of discuss them a little bit. It'll be a relatively short show. And my show notes is written on a hotel notepad <laughs> with three things on it. So there's just not a whole lot going on here. There's four things there. No, this is my... Th- uh, let's, let's not... Uh, okay. That's his password. Gun. For it's something. a programming note here, okay? All right, so it's been pretty good. I was actually surprised by how many people 
are here that like know us or are, are would talk fans <laughs> or know our stuff. I, I guess I'm always surprised when people know who we are. It's yeah. a pleasant surprise. It's it's kind of the core crowd that that's that's alliterative. It's like that. It's the core crowd. Um, kind of back when like Woodworking in America 2009, 2010, um, kind of before when anybody even knew what a maker was. Before that was a term? <laughs> yeah. And, and even, even before kind of like YouTube, I mean, YouTube was around, but it really wasn't that big of a, you know, guys creating videos, we were truly weird because there was yeah. like three of us. Right. <clears throat> so it's really that core group of people. And it's interesting because like you won't hear the word maker here. This mm. week, everyone here is a woodworker. I had to describe to someone what a maker was. Oh, really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It is that older school crowd. Mm-hmm. It, this is the, um, but the, it's not as white haired as you would think either. I mean, there's no, a fair is, amount of that. It is swaying younger. <laughs> there's certainly a lot of people where it's swaying younger, uh, but it's still that classic woodworking crowd where you take a picture and it's mostly white dudes mm-hmm. with gray hair if they have hair. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not, I don't mean to be offensive with that. It's simply an observation. This is how most, uh, you know, classically most woodworking gatherings uh, essentially look like that. Uh, what's been changing over the last few years at different events like Workbench Con and the ones that are more maker focused or even content producer focused, mm-hmm. you're going to find a much, much younger crowd. Yeah. Uh, and even in Seattle, when I did that meetup there, I was amazed at it. It was it was exactly the opposite of what you have here, where the minority were the uh, couple of older folks who were there, and uh, and it was mostly kids and teenagers and twenties, thirty mm-hmm. somethings. So it's really interesting. But at the yeah. same time, it's still w- one of the things I think that makes that happen is fine woodworking is still steeped in tradition and older ways of doing things. We're not talking about three D printing. Here, there's no CNC discussions. This, the, why would a lot of those people want to come to this event? Right. So there's there's a lot more women here than I thought there would be. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a pleasant surprise. A, mm-hmm. a lot of, and actually, quite a few um, young women, like students, who've come and who are exhibiting their work. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah, a lot of kind of up and coming talent right. here, which is really, I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't know how to say this without sounding condescending. It's a very kind <laughs> of highfalutin show. Like mm-hmm. it's highbrow. The 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 techniques we're talking about, the cl- classes they're talking about, the work they're showing. I mean, the student exhibition room is mind boggling. Yeah, the stuff that's in there is just ridiculous. And I mean, just think of think yeah. of the readers gallery in Fine Woodworking Magazine and right. all the crazy stuff you see in there. That's what they're the type of furniture they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the type of furniture that's on display. It's just a very different feel from like. Well, Woodworking in America or, mm-hmm. you know, the Woodworking Show or something like that. I mean, Woodworking in America seems like it's it's almost like the Christopher Schwartz Underhill Show where it's lots <laughs> yeah. of wrought nails, you know, and, and, and hammered stuff together and anarchist, you know, things. So, I mean, and that's a totally different style and it's cool. And I've built a fair amount of it myself. But this is like, like I, I feel out of my league <laughs> Here. This is a place where these you see some people demoing their work and you look at like a, the Michael Fortune thing. Uh, what was the woman's name? I can't remember his a student or whatever her name was. Do you remember? She does a lot of Instagram. I went up on Instagram. She put up her I, Instagram I was handle say, I just and I followed right her too. up on there. Is it Kelly? And it is Kelly something. Yeah. So she like goes up there after Michael Fortune and is explaining her process using Michael Fortune's process essentially for design. And I'm looking at the stuff she's making and I'm just like, why am I even doing this? Right. <laughs> like if there's people making stuff like that, what is the point of my existence? <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> got to make cutting boards, people. She, she made this. <laughs> she made this table 
and uh, you guys don't know what I'm talking about because you were there, but try to describe it to an audio audience. She had, imagine a table with two stretchers that run, or bench rather, yeah. with two stretchers that run from the legs, you know, just across, but they actually cross one another on the long axis. And she's got this shot and it's so cool. Like the stretchers themselves are curved. They curve up from the floor, mm -hmm. but then they cross over one another. And she's got this incredible shot down low on the underside of the bench that no one will ever look at that piece of furniture in that angle except like my dog. Yeah. But it's like so cool looking. And I look at that and I'm like, that's so far beyond like compound angle mortise and tenons there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's just defies belief. So there's, there's two challenges there. There's coming up with the idea in the first place, like envisioning right. it and then figuring out how the heck you're going to do it. Yeah. How you're going to make it. Can you make it? And that's a lot of times, even if I come up with a good idea, I hit a wall sometimes. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that because I have no idea how to put a hole in that piece in the right <laughs> spot. You know, <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. But yeah, so I mean, it is kind of that highbrow thing. Not not in personality necessarily no, like it, no. it's just as welcoming and friendly as any show you'll ever go to but definitely a place where if you're a beginner woodworker it'll be either inspirational or intimidating yeah maybe a little of both hmm. yeah i could see that you know but i also think and this is the you know the the problem with these shows if there is is there's a lot of cool classes and there's no way you can get to all of them you can't even get to like a small fraction of them so there are a <laughs> lot of classes here that I like didn't even consider going to yeah. that I think might actually appeal to the newer beginner. Like there's, the machining a, tenons one. Yeah. Was, yeah. And there was like a hand plane restoration actually in the room we're sitting in right now, there was mm -hmm. a hand plane restoration one. Um, you know, so there, it, it's not entirely, you know, hammer veneering. Matt and I were just in hammer veneering, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's not entirely that advanced topic type stuff, but it's certainly advanced Beginner plus, yeah. Put it that beginner way. plus, yeah. advanced yeah. beginner. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt, what was uh, what was your most memorable or favorite moment so far, or even favorite class that you took? Uh, it it can be power carving. Just, I mean, that was pretty. That was just to think about it. That was a right in a sense, but I had that one in person. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I took I took power carving with Mark Spagnolo. And a special <laughs> VIP experience yeah, in his right. home. Yep. <laughs> after, after some sweet pancakes. <laughs> Which actually is consisted of Mark saying, here you go. Good luck. Yeah, I was like, here, <laughs> I'm sure you can figure it out. Here's a block of wood. Plug I'll, this I'll in. be over here working on my garden gate. Yeah, stay, stay inside the lines. I got stuff to do. Let me know if you have any problems. <laughs> uh, I think probably the most surprising thing was how entertaining uh, Peter Follsby is. That was good, yeah. right? That was... Yeah really good i didn't know how funny he is and like i i did the green woodworking chair building thing in england last year mm -hmm. so i had some kind of background there i'm not super into it but like he was really passionate about it he made it fun to listen to yeah and i just i've only heard him or seen him on uh, the woodwright shop okay. and that's just a little bit of a different experience he's not talking about his experience back you know back in the 70s and how he used to get inspiration from his uh, his joint thing, smoking, all of his inspiration came after a long intake of yes. breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna build furniture. Yeah, it was, it was pretty eye opening. That's for sure. And it's great because you see these old, like the older pictures of him. He looks oh, yeah. exactly the same, right? With the same big giant beard. You right. know? Less, less like, gray. That's the only just difference. a little bit less gray. That, yeah. that actually was fascinating because he was talking about, you know, I've been doing this for 40 years and he's got the photos to prove it. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, here we are in the 70s building this. And then here we are in the early 80s. And, yeah. you know, and he's pointing out people in the crowd and you're like, these people are like luminaries in the craft now. Right. Yeah. And you were, you know, 
drinking beer and doing other things <laughs> with them <laughs> off in the woods making chairs. Hey, it's legal in some states now, so it's we can talk about it. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I don't think he was talking about marijuana. <laughs> yeah. And that initial one there was, but there was some other some other trippy things. inspirations yeah. that were not marijuana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Uh, anything... The Michael Fortune one was good. I mean, truthfully, I go back to my hotel room and decompress a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I miss. I tend to miss things. Um, yeah. Michael Fortune did a whole thing on design, his design yeah. process. Um, here's another guy with 40 years of experience, who's like doing twenty thousand dollar pieces of furniture for mm-hmm. various embassies around the yeah, world. Yeah, government and, agencies, yeah. and the governor, and all kinds of crazy stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can tell you the power carving was pretty cool from next door. (laughs) I was next door in Dave Fisher's like not power carving, bowl carving class. And every time there was a lull in the conversation, you hear this like dentist drill from the other side of the wall. Oh, that's just Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I'm not, uh, I, 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 it's very noisy and all I have is eye protection just because I want to be able to talk when I need to. Um, so I go back to the, to no the dust room. collection whatsoever. No dust collection at <laughs> all. Closed classroom. And it's funny because it made me realize just how, how much I usually do protect myself from these things. So I just went to the bathroom and a very foreign concept for me is to blow my nose and get like really big brown boogers out, uh, from all the walnut dust. So it just made me feel good. I usually keep that crap out of my lungs, but yeah, I'll suffer for two days. Yeah, you just gave it to everyone in the class. Oh, everyone else can enjoy that yeah. walnut dust. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. Uh, now, one thing I uh, to point out: you mentioned that there there are more women here than we typically see, and I will mention that when Shop Talk Live did their live session, front row seats, two women. Oh, yeah, that's right. Knitting their little hearts out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Only would Shop Talk Live have knitters in the front row. Yeah. And it's it was a travesty. And it was blasphemous. And we walked out. And they should be ashamed of themselves. We immediately walked out. I think you were still on stage when we walked (laughs) out. Yeah, I I threw down the microphone. I said, screw this shellac question. I'm out of (laughs) here. That's probably what you should have done <laughs> that to that it, it question. It would have been better than my answer <laughs> to the question. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So we have a meetup going tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. And it should be interesting. I want to get a big group picture, if we can, just to show how many people were here. I think it'll be pretty cool. Six people. All six of us, <laughs> including the three of us. <laughs> so a plus three event, which will be nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we always say this when we do these shows. If you have an opportunity to go to a show like this, Yet you should, because I don't know how long these things are going to be around. We talk about this all the time and not to be like naysayers and doom and gloom, but these are magazines, you know, their, their business is making magazines and selling ads uh, against them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how long these shows are going to be around. Right. This is a treasure trove of information. And if you love woodworking, you know, you've got to come to these shows. So what, what's still around these case in point, woodworking in America was the staple that we always went to and it didn't happen this year. And now who knows if it's ever going to happen again. Yeah. And, and frankly, that's why I think a lot, a little bit more attention went to this show. I think they may have benefited from Mm -hmm. uh, the lack of a woodworking in America, which is what prevented me from going to these shows in the past. Not that I didn't like fine woodworking, but if I had to choose, I went to the one where I knew there were a lot of like friends going Yeah, uh, yeah. for the social aspect. Go on. Right. Yeah. So this one, I think uh, there's a, I don't know, I, I would be interested to talk to people who've been in the past. If the energy is the same this year, mm-hmm. if, what, what's different to them? I mean, have either of you been to this show before? Never no. been able to make it. And it's usually yeah. because there was something like woodworking in America or whatever that was already on the schedule yeah. um, or 
you know, some family thing. <laughs> right, right. Some stupid family thing. <laughs> right. But, I mean, to me, the energy feels great here. Yeah, uh, there, there's a, a lot of focus on just improving the craft and, and uh, camaraderie with other woodworkers. It's It's mm-hmm. been a blast so far. Yeah. I'm definitely having flashbacks of 2009 woodworking in America. Yeah. Valley yeah. Forge and in St. Charles, Illinois. It mm-hmm. was it was, it was was a much more kind of intimate event and a lot of very passionate woodworking geeks, essentially, yeah. all gathered around and really... <clears throat> Um, prestigious presenters. Yeah. Um, you Thank know, you. It, Thank you, Shannon. Man, I didn't even think <laughs> that when I said that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. There's always an exception to the rule. I mean, you know, they have a budget they have to stay within. But, uh, yeah. Well, that's why I, that's why I opened my session with, you know, how great it is to be at Fine Woodworking Live with all these amazing craftspeople presenting and Mark Spagnolo. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man. you know, we talk about you know maybe doom and gloom or whatever, but I got to say the opening session of this was really an affirmation. You know, it was, and I, and I actually think it turned to you halfway through <laughs> yeah. and it said, "Is this a fine woodworking victory dance?" Right now? <laughs> it kind of because, was. Well, they're kind talking about like you know yeah. the turnout and how quickly they sold it out, but then they started talking about all the other stuff they're involved. Like they are rough cut woodworking now. Yeah, like they're not just a sponsor. They're like a partner of that show now. Well, did you um, not mean it might be a subtle thing, but the title change yeah. used to be rough cut woodworking with Tommy McDonald. Right now it's rough cut woodworking with fine woodworking with or fine, something. R- r- yeah. Yeah. So it's like, like rough that. cut with fine woodworking featuring. Yeah. The Tom, new Tommy, Mac. Tom McLaughlin, right? <laughs> Tommy Mac squared. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he was here, you know, and, and kind of like, mm-hmm. yep. I don't know. I got, I, I could be totally off here, but I got the impression like, kind of on retainer to come here and kind of, you know, you're saying he didn't want to be here. <laughs> well, I'm sure he did. <laughs> and it helped that he had what an entire row in the, in the yeah. exhibition room. that was all his work. Yeah. All yeah. the stuff for the upcoming season of the show is in there. Yeah. Uh, but, but then nice. like they're, they're already talking about fine. We're working live 2019. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah. They dropped a Tampa. hint with Tampa. Um, they're going to Australia and they're going to do a big show down there. Um, so, and they're talking about book sales are well, up. And I also heard, I don't, who said this? Someone at lunch, I think said this, that they're, it's not just Tampa. Tampa is just one of the places right. that they yeah. still plan to do the event here. And then one of the like extension places is going to be Tampa. So it's yeah. like woodworking America meets the woodworking shows. Yeah. Well, and don't forget, Woodworking in America started to do this sort of thing when they expanded and they went mm-hmm. to different places and then they drew back from that. Yeah. So who knows where it's going to end up, but yeah. it's all good. And people who can't make it all the way up here, that's a, a, a sort of thing that detracts from it, who not everybody's going to want to go all the way up northeast to a show like this. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, scenic Southbridge. Yeah, so it's not exactly <laughs> like you can easily convince the family to come along with you because it's going to be such a great vacation. Not that, I mean, it's beautiful. There's beautiful areas here. But you're not in a like destination mm-hmm. location. Uh, so I don't know, maybe. Well, I can tell you, my wife is here, and she's found nothing to do. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't seen her since you guys arrived. I'm guessing she's just like, well, screw this. I'm in the hotel room. She, she drove around a little bit yesterday and found absolutely nothing. She found one antique store. Yeah. And then it was like, all right, I'm going to go binge on Trashy TV. Right. Well, Netflix. Yeah. Well, (laughs) there is a Dunkin' Donuts four minutes in one direction and another Dunkin' Donuts four minutes in the other direction. So Matt and I are pretty happy. You are in Massachusetts. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow we'll check out the other one and see what that one's like. Yeah, you never know. They could have a slightly different roast to their beans and it might might taste better. (laughs) It's one thing that's great about Dunkin' Donuts. It always tastes the same no matter where you go. Very true. So I think that's really about it, uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll mention one thing since I haven't spoken very much today. Go ahead. Okay. So 
kind of, you know, going back to the whole thought of like, you know, meeting people and talking and everything. Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier. This show is a little bit on the, the slower pace. Oh, yeah. So there's like a ton of time between sessions. Yeah. yeah. So you're almost like forced to talk to other people. <laughs> So you, Don't you, you hate that? You get some time to... Well, I, <laughs> I have to talk to you guys. He's swamped. This guy can't go anywhere out there. Yeah, Mark will nut me. He's, He's like one of the know. Beatles. I had a bigger circle around me, Matt. So. That's, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> but you have a lot more time to you know talk and meet people and everything. Even before when... Oh God, this is going to sound really bad, but before people knew who I was... <laughs> so famous. Back when I went to work in America the first time, when I was surprised when like three people knew who I was because I had like 3,000 subscribers at the time when I went yeah. to Woodworking America. It was just so cool to just be there and you know that everybody else just has a passion for woodworking and you could turn to anybody or you could be stuck sitting next to someone wherever and you always had that common thing to talk about. It's a really easy icebreaker. So if you have a difficult time talking and meeting people, something like this is actually a lot easier uh, to kind of get those friends into your life. Yeah. yeah. There's always something to talk about with, yeah. with people around you. Uh, it's And I, it's been incredible. I mean, the amount of people who... Oh, it's always incredible and, and kind of an eye-opener to me, especially for this show. Uh, when we go in person, I hear more about Wood Talk than <laughs> any true. other things we do. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, Wood Talk is the thing people bring up the most. And it's actually like in terms of what we do with our with our businesses and with our content, Wood Talk is kind of a side thing. <laughs> but it does seem to be it's this, something that we quit weekly. <laughs> well, it's something that I try to quit that you guys won't let me quit very frequently. So yeah, so it's good. And, and so thank you to anybody who's come up to us and, and engaged us in conversation and told us you like what we're doing with the show. Even even the ones who told us you don't like what you're doing with the show. That that hasn't happened. I was say, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, Not yet. Say, who are we talking to? <laughs> the fi- uh, Shop Talk Live, actually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I do want to thank the guys at Shop Talk Live for letting us use their gear. Uh, ben was very generous to give us a little private room here and let us uh, spit on his microphones. I think they locked us in here, though. They might so, have. Yeah. So I actually think there's some gas coming out of the vents <laughs> right now. <laughs> we'll get those guys. <laughs> let us out. Let us out. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lick the microphone real quick. All right. So enjoy that. It's so nasty in my headphones. (laughs) And here's the great thing. They don't know which one I licked. So enjoy that, boys. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. We're not going to do the normal closing out of the show. We're just going to press stop and go back and enjoy the festivities. So thanks to everyone who came up and said, we like what you do. I know your stuff. I like your stuff. I like your face. I like your face. Yeah. And I think we've established I am the cute one, right? Uh, we'll go with that. Let's go with that. <laughs> I thought we established it's a revolving thing. It depends oh, yeah. on the. That's what someone said. It depends on the show. Okay. Which one's the cute one, the funny one, and the smart one? Fair enough. I mean, I've, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Matt's getting really upset. <laughs> I think Matt likes his position in in uh, as the. Uh, well, shoot! I don't even know which one you are now. The cute little one. You're the cute little one. The cute hairy one. <laughs> cute hairy one. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, go to a woodworking show. You know, yeah, go to it. a woodworking. It's show. totally worth it. Do it. Enjoy it. Acast powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 